Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Haston with my good friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, what are we doing on the show today? You know what's funny, Bob, is I love augmented reality and I love virtual reality and AI. And so many Christians are terrified of the space. But today, our guest is Jennifer Ritchie. And Jennifer and her husband, Luke, they are actually going after the space in a profound way. They have a company called Gravity Jack. And Jennifer is from Southern California, which is where we're at. But she's in the Northwest now. And her and her husband started this company back in 2009, which is making video games now mm. in the augmented reality space with AI. And I think it's just profound because her and her husband had this incredible separate but the same time encounter just a few years ago in 2019 that changed everything in their life and really grounded them and anchored them to Christ. And that's actually brought a different level of opportunity because of that. But God redeemed all things, even the stuff that they had going on in the company years before that, some of the patents they had yeah. uh, in this space, it all came you know, full circle for what they're doing now. But if you're a fan or maybe you're against AI, it's good to listen to people who are in the space, either way, who are being led there by God in their relationship with God to do something that not everyone's doing. And up next, we have Jennifer Ritchie. My Translating God book, which is going to teach you how to hear God's voice in real ways that you can use today because it's hearing God's voice for yourself and the world around you, is on sale right now with its workbook, which is going to take you through lessons to really bring it home. And if you get this right now, we're going to give you the masterclass, which is, I mean, I love my masterclasses. We've spent a lot of time and energy making these. It's going to be absolutely free if you get the book in the workbook from bowlsministries.com. So if you want to go deeper in hearing God's voice, order this today. Welcome back, Sean. We're here with Jennifer Ritchie. Jennifer, we're so happy to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because I love the AI space. I love video games. I love artificial intelligence. Um, and AR is so different because it's brand new and, and not a lot of people even understand it fully yet. And you guys have been pioneering this. Like your husband started this company, I believe, all the way back. In, or did you start together back in 2002, 2003? It's a long together, time ago. Together. This company we started in 2009. We had another company okay. we started in, in 02 that got acquired. And then Gravity Jack started in 2009. Okay. 2009, though. I mean, you guys have been dreaming and building with yeah. God. But I want to take us back because you had a really profound encounter with God and you guys were, um, it changed the course of your whole marriage, of course, your family, the course of your business. And I think it's so great for people to hear that because like when you're going after a space that's new and then God interrupts it as usually for God purpose. So even what you're building now is so on target with what, something that no one would have thought of, only God. And I just think that's so important. But take us back to that encounter and tell us the story. Yeah, I feel like it's a little early on in this podcast to have tears, but they're coming. <laughs> uh, and before God came and got me in 2019, I didn't used to cry. So um, my daughter now is like, you talk about it like it's a badge of honor. And I'm like, it is. <laughs> so if tears happen, sorry. But 2019, so I'm a first generation Christian. My family, I'm still praying for them. I have a very close relationship, love them. Um, but faith in the Lord just was never a part of my upbringing. Uh, my older brother stepped to Christ about two months ago, though. Whole nother awesome. beautiful story. Um, but as a first-generation Christian, my husband and I got married when I was 20. 
And, you know, I, I, you can always look back and see where the Lord was, was nudging you and guiding you. Um, and we wanted something different for our kids, for our family. So we went to church and I went to Bible studies and our kids went to Christian school and we did all the things you were supposed to do. Um, but there was no relationship. There just mm-hmm. wasn't, I, you know, I didn't even know at the time what, what it could even look like, you know? So I have this heart now for believers who don't know, who don't have the fire, who don't have the relationships, who, who isn't, it's not all forfeit for him like it is now. Um, and in 2019, we, my husband and I have been married 21 years, passion, love, adventure, never a problem with us, but you can only go so far when the Lord's not at the top of your priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we separated to get a divorce and separately, separate homes, separate, separate environments had our own encounters. And, you know, it wasn't until 2019 that I ever fully repented. You know, I was sorry, you know, and I was a good person, but not repentance where it's full. I mean, now I look back at some of the things that, you know, I did. And I'm like, how, how do you get there? But when you're living this lukewarm, you know, Satan owns the fence life, it's only a matter of time before he swoops in. And it was just becoming of the world and not in it. And so wow. he he ripped us out and put us on solid ground. And from that point forward, there was, I mean, because it was hurts with our kids. And I mean, sure. he has, I don't like using the word redemption because that implies you know, or restoration. You're brought back to something that was and what we have now in our marriage with our children, our, it's far greater, far wow. greater than wow. anything we could have had. Um, and he just keeps one thing after another, you know? And and we went through some trials, I will say, in 2019. It got really, really rough. Um, I mean, our daughter had run away for a few weeks. I was still in communication, but she was gone. Business was not great. We ended up in a lawsuit, shareholders buying out a partner. So it wasn't like, Oh, God came and it was rainbows and butterflies, you know. Yeah. However, I will say inside was rainbows. And, it was peace. Wow. It, you know, the scripture of walking a valley, was, I don't know how people can, you can't put it into words until you've been in that valley and actually walked it and still had joy and peace. We had a gal who worked with us who was a believer and she could come into our office crying, crying. And she's like, Oh, this is happening with this client and this with the attorneys and this with the lawsuits. And she's like, I don't, how are you guys holding it together? And we're like, let's just, can I pray for you? you know? wow. <laughs> she's like, how are you doing this? And I'm not saying that to toot our own horn because that had nothing to do with us. It was hundred percent the Lord. And I wouldn't trade any of those trials because what comes out of it, I mean, that's when we get sharpened. You know? I have to ask you, what, what was the catalyst or what was the encounter? You don't have to go, if it's personal, you don't have to go too deeply into it, but I think it's so profound that something anchored you so deeply that like another believer is coming to the office and not as anchored and, but you guys are, something's just unshakable inside of you. What was the encounter? Like what, what did God reveal to you or how did he show up? I mean, it was, for me, it was a series of moments over a course of time, but that, that like dark to light, it was genuinely the best way that I can, I can say it is, is it's like blinders that literally it's like, it's a cartoon that they just got, it was deception. I was in this cloud and shroud of deception in many different areas where, you know, oh, it's okay to do these things because you're doing them together with your husband. Like what? No, it doesn't matter. 
you stand before the, th- the throne of the father alone, yeah. you know, in your, in face to face to, to account for the things you've done, good, bad, and otherwise. And it, so for me, it really was just a full revealing. I remember going on a walk the day after with my mother-in-law, who I'm very close with. And she's like, something's different. I go, ma, I know so much is different. And it was just everything, just revelation, revelation of all kinds of different things. And that's the best way that I can attempt to put it into words is that my eyes were just open, which also gave me this heart during COVID. There was a lot of deception through the COVID years and the flesh wants to be judgmental of how can they not see this? What? It did fill in the blank. There were so many things to choose from. And yeah. I did have a heart. I had a heart because I walked in that deception um, yeah. com- completely mm-hmm. and fully. And I mean, even self-deception in, at many levels, like the whole not crying thing, it was this guarded protection, not facing yeah. things, not addressing them, not looking into them, not looking inward. There were so many things where that's why even like that, that revealing was, is so raw for me that I believe that's why I feel so, so much different. And I think one encounter like that, that, and you had a series of them, like one encounter, I, I say this to Bob a lot. It's like what happens in therapy, which I fully believe in therapists, but what happens in therapy over a hundred appointments can happen in the same way that happens in one encounter with God. It's like yeah. so good. And I think if people understood that when we pursue God, that we are going to encounter him through the word, mm-hmm. through through spiritual experience, I mean, look at your life. I just, I love that because it's more authentic that you can't even describe it exactly because it's such yeah. a, it's so spiritual that it's hard to put into words. I think of the book of jo- Revelation where John's trying to describe what Jesus looked like. And he's like fire and, or, you know, his feet are like bronze. And uh, it's like so ridiculous. And yet it's the most important book, you know, of Revelation. I just think it's wild. So go ahead, Bob. Jennifer, I was going to, I was going to say that you're involved in AR and AI. So I, I would imagine you have, a great imagination <laughs> and then to have the lord lift the deception off you and show you that you're a love son a daughter of god that your identity is that and that no matter whether you move to the left or the right you're still a, a loved daughter of god the performance must have just fallen away from you and the reality of what's true right real and good came to you and at the same time or in the same time frame came to your husband to heal your marriage and bring your business back together it's just a beautiful story where are you guys at now as you've moved through this incredible identity to uh, what you're doing now where are we in which facet in, in the facet <laughs> of your, your marriage and your business and your all of them oh of wow yeah. So much. I, I see on your face where you are, but <laughs> been redeemed and restored, which is a was a word that you you, you said we haven't been. It's all new. Yeah, completely but new. Hearing this for the first time, you've had this beautiful restoration. So I I was not planning on sharing this, but let the Lord lead wherever. In 2018, when things were not so great between my husband and I, uh, backing up a couple of things. We were in like a Bible study group years back and met with a couple and they said, you know, you always want to put your marriage first, always put your marriage first. It will trickle down to the children. It will bless them. Did it at all these things. And we're like, okay, okay. You know, we're young. Do what the, the older people say. And what's really unfortunate about that bit of advice is God was nowhere on that tier. 
right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, no, you don't. And we, so we put our marriage first to, to, to our detriment, to be honest. Wow. Um, but you have to put the father first individually yeah. together as a family's marriage business, everything he's first, everything. And so anyone listening, if you want to put your marriage first, put God above that. <laughs> yeah. um, but in, in 2018, so I don't necessarily get like visions and dreams, um, you know, quite like my husband gets them often. We just all have our different walks. Um, in 2018 though, I had this, it wasn't a vision so much. And so this was pre the Lord coming and getting me 2019. So it was even harder to put into words then. And it was this feeling, it wasn't a vision per se, but it was this all consuming, clear knowledge of a marriage that we would have that was, I mean, just trust to a level that I didn't know was possible. Like I could just feel it in my spirit and my mind and joy and like contentment in uh, no matter what, in all of this, it was just goodness. I mean, it was such goodness for our marriage. And I, I try to put it, I don't look stories happening, huh? but I, I tried to articulate to him and I'm like, there's something more. There's something. Cause you know, when you're in a tough time in your marriage, the, the whole, uh, I'm like, clearly what we had got us to this point. So I think we should long for something different, something more. And, and so I was trying to put into words how I felt. And he goes, I'm so glad you had that, but yeah, I just don't see that ever happening. You know, how could, how could we get to a spot where we trust each other? But, and it was like deflating this feeling I had, but it was so strong. I hung on to it. I mean, it was weirdly, I would have bet it all on it. Right. And then, you know, fast forward a year later, and I had this realization that I still believed that thing, that feeling, that marriage that was possible, but it also takes choosing. And I just came to this point where I thought, I don't think he's choosing that, right? And then, of course, God comes and redeems. So to, to specifically answer your question, there is this we're, we're genuinely, I can, I can say we may, we fail, we mess up. I'm not saying we're perfect, but we are rooted in him first. Mm-hmm. And that just changes everything. You know, you can be in an argument and where one just comes and says, I mean, we don't like scream and yell at all anymore, but sure. you can be in a discussion and, yeah. and it's okay. Let's pray. Instantly, the other person, you know, you're not going to say no, you're going to turn down prayer, but it just instantly diffuses everything because we pray about everything, especially 2019, like that valley we walked through. I mean, our office, we're in the same room and our chairs were near each other. And I mean, we'd spin chairs. I need to pray. He'd spin chairs. I need to pray. I have a call. Let's pray. We need a check to come in. I've got, I mean, we prayed all the time, constantly before and after everything. And so that has been a massive transition um how we do things with with our business same we need to pray about this let's lift this up like having a chaplain having a prayer team that's actually on board and and we had a prayer meeting this morning with the team now we're not going to push our faith on anyone that's that's not you know what we'll do but it's pretty hard to hide when when you're so in love with the lord like it's pretty hard to hide and so we just threw it out there you know hey we're going to be doing these monday prayers if anybody wants to join you know people join so everything our children i mean our daughter just got married and her her husband thank you asked if they could go downstairs kind of has a kitchenette bedroom and they asked if they could live down there for the first year to save up for a house like if that isn't a new level of a family 
what? Yeah. Like what a gift that they would want to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and to be with us. So such a loaded, loaded question with many answers because it's all changed, all changed. Well, I think I, I'm so appreciative that you'd share so vulnerably about it. Cause I think there's so many people who are like, they're, they're wondering, is there, is there a vision for our future? Is there, is there a God vision that we can grab hold of? That's not just me trying to do a five-year plan. Well, if I work really hard and hustle for five years, my marriage will be this. And we do have to do the work. But I mean, there's this place of like faith. That's a, it's the thing that we have. The secret sauce of Christianity is that we are going to be led by a father who loves us into places we couldn't get to without him. Right. And you guys have that happen. Well, talk real fast about that 2019 year. Cause I know like you guys, you're, you're living out of this place of like, beyond restoration, believing for God, and then your business gets slammed really hard. It sounds like kind of an inside so job. Bad. And so talk about like, because you guys are all, all the way through it now, but I, mean, you guys, I, I like what the judge even said. So talk about like that period of time where you guys are facing like, we might lose our dream, we might lose this whole thing. But yeah. then God came to tell just give us a little nutshell. Yeah, so many different things from a financial perspective, I, when you said it comes from the inside, I don't even know that that was the enemy though. Um, I'm sure it was. I mean, he was trying to wreak all kinds of <laughs> havoc, but, but as far as revenue drying up, I mean, I would be okay. Even if the Lord was like, Hey, I'm going to just stop this. So you guys can still lean in and trust me on these things. And, and one of the, the times in there, so things were financially getting really tough. We had, had struggles getting contracts and it was literally like, and God spoke very clearly. So March, 2019, this happens, you know, Luke, my husband was thinking, okay, I got to go into counseling. Like, let's do these other things now that we've got the Lord. And God was very clear. This is my company. Gravity Jack is my company. I am, I am the captain of the ship. And so we both had a piece about that. Like, okay, what do we do, Lord? And it was just constantly leaning in and asking him. I also said, I haven't had to make a major decision since 2019. Like you really don't. Major decisions have to be made, but when you're taking them earnestly to prayer, okay, did you get an answer? No. Then we stand and we would keep standing until we got an answer from the Lord. And there, so things were rough financially to the point like, okay, we're major layoff, shifting the company, possibly even closing the doors. Like it was that bad. And so Luke's kind of at this point where he's like, okay, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And we, it's Friday, payroll's getting pulled out of the account by end of day that day. Um, to, and we were like 17,300 and something weird short. And I just knew in my spirit though, God spoke. No, this is, you're not closing this company down. This is my company. And so it's five o'clock end of the day. And I had this moment where I was so sad and okay, I'm going to cry. And it wasn't because we might close the doors. I was, I was like, did I hear him wrong? That mm. was what I was sad about was I thought, I heard him run, but it was so clear. It was so clear. So we go downstairs, we're walking out the door and I'm completely just speechless thinking, I did, did I, I still struggling. Did I hear him wrong? Luke oh. opens up the mail on our way out and there's a check in the mailbox for $17,500 <laughs> from a client we have not worked with in like six months. We're like, what? Do we cash it? And I'm like, yes, we cash it. Like, absolutely. Because the bank doesn't close till 5.30. Get the check in. Things stay open. Email the client. You know, got this check. And she's like, oh, I forgot to reach out to you. I had extra money in my budget. If I didn't spend it, I would lose it. I knew I could park it with you guys. And we would do something, you know, in the next few months. And I'm like, 
Oh, wow. Lord, that's not a God thing. What does that happen ever? <laughs> right? right? Uh, there were so many miracles in that year. And then um, another thing, so long story short, it felt like a hostile takeover. We had partners at the time. They had changed some language at the last minute in a contract back in like 2013 that worded things very ambiguously to where they could potentially kick us out of our own company. I mean, I'm super summarizing everything. And the other shareholders basically stepped in and said, no, you can't. And so they, we had a shareholder lawsuit against these gentlemen because they're like, you know, you're in real estate and you're a financial guy. You, how are you going to run a tech company? That's not what's best for the company to have the founders who founded it on tech to run the company. And so they did a shareholder lawsuit to basically say, you can't, you know, kick them out. And then to kind of settle the case, we had 60 days to raise $500,000 to buy them out, signed over all the things. So needless to say, 2019 summer was not a summer. (laughs) I don't remember any of it, but it was literally day 60, the last it, you know, it was a pool of investors. So we'd meet with all these, we had all phone calls, Zooms all the time. It was the 60th day of that, t- you know, timeline that we had to buy him out, drove to the bank with a cashier's check at like 4.40 oh. PM before the end of the day on Friday to buy oh. this, these shareholders out. So, God likes a midnight hour, it looks like. <laughs> I used to joke with Luke, like he likes to have us like right on the edge of a cliff, you know, when you're yeah. You're waving your art. He doesn't even want us on the edge. He's like, you guys are going to hang over a little bit. She's a, she, she does parachuting and stuff, so she she understands the flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like me standing on the end of a cliff, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of cool. But then hanging yeah. over it, I'm like, all right, that's a little scary. <laughs> well, tell us about Gravity Jack and tell us about AI and AR as we're beginning to wrap this up. And tell, let our listeners and viewers know, what are you guys doing? What are you building? So to, for those who don't know, I'll do a quick thing of what augmented reality yeah. is, because that's what we were founded on in 2009 and have patents in the space. Again, totally the Lord, where he's like, hey, back here, yeah, I'm going to use that because I've been using it all along. You just have been blind awesome. to it. But augmented reality is putting digital content into the real world. So some people think of it like um, Snapchat or face filters, where you can open up your mouth and like rainbows come out or little antlers are on your face. They're not really there. You're augmenting reality by adding digital content to the live camera view. Or if I'm shopping for a couch for my living room, I can hold my device up over here, tap, and then I can see different couches displayed if I want to shop for couches. So that's what augmented reality is. Um, We work with a ton of different clients over the years, Fortune 50 companies, Kraft, Heinz, Ford, Department of Defense, all kinds of fun stuff. And we also do virtual reality. That's where you have headsets, where you're taken away digitally. And so we've created all of these phenomenal use cases for clients and games. One client, we even, they made 35 million a month. This is another, we could have had equity in the company. It's painful, but it's God's plan. (laughs) Um, And so we're at this point where Gravity Jack is going to be doing our own thing. Um, and within it is a game called War Tribe of Binyamin. There are many, many God moments here too, um, mechanics, lore that have been dropped in dreams and visions. Um, it's got the lore of the game is very C.S. Lewis-like where you can yeah. see the story woven through. And the bad guy is an artificial intelligence within the game, Isazel, who doesn't like humanity. He wants to destroy humanity. He wants to take over humanity and all of Earth remind you of anyone. <laughs> so, and it's, we, one of the taglines is like, this is a war that has been raging from, 
you know, in the past and, and will continue to rage into millennia. So he's in the future trying to destroy humanity. So the thing about this game is that it's a mobile augmented reality game. So on iOS and Android, but there's going to be, you know, you'll hold up your device and there'll be portals in the sky and things will come out of the sky and, and have affect gameplay. Um, the short version though is, is it's really the heartbeat of the story behind it. It's not the game players fighting each other like many games. It's, it's us uniting as humanity, banding together to defeat this evil AI. And so it really is cross-border uh, encouraging. It's worldwide. This isn't just a U.S. game. We just got back from Singapore on Saturday night. So you can have team players in Singapore and Hong Kong and uh, you know down in South America. And when you have players across the world, you actually get enhanced gameplay. Because all this geopolitical stuff, all these governments fighting, it's not us fighting. It's not the yeah. people fighting. And there are beautiful people, believers and non-believers worldwide. So what is, it, what is it like to have this mechanism that bands us together? It's one aspect of the game. Within the game, there's translation quests that can be done. There'll be all kinds of fun, cool quests. Like my 19-year-old son won't do a translation quest. But if you're in a geolocation in Mali, Africa, or in Iran, or China, or different areas uh, of a lower economic status generally, there will be quests in the game that you can do translations. So Gravity Jack will actually own an NLP, a natural language processing engine, for the languages throughout the world because big tech hits the top hundred. They don't care about the rest of the languages. There's no money there. There's, there's just not a lot of incentive for them. And most people in the other 7,100 languages speak one of the top hundred languages. So again, they're like, eh, they, just, they don't really have a heart for it. And so this game, it was a secular game that will enable the, the quests in these lower economic areas where they can do translations. And then bring uplift people in those poverty ridden areas because they can earn in-game revenue to extract out in real dollars. It'll literally be a new career, a new, a new method for them to earn money in these games. And uh, Wycliffe and SIL are actually partnered with us. They are one of the largest translation companies in the world. So very exciting, but so exciting. currently it is. Oh, this it's, is wild. <laughs> so if people can follow you guys. They can go to Gravity Jack. Is it gravityjack.com? Mm -hmm. gravityjack.com yes. so and find all about this game there's other people who might be in the space who might have some questions i just want to encourage you to go and you guys are in a fundraising phase right now for mm -hmm. the next yeah. level of what you're doing especially because you've gone from serving all these other companies and this is your first your own project that you're doing mm -hmm. on this level and i just think it's like probably one of the most exciting things i've heard about mm -hmm. in any of these spaces just because i don't know anybody who's had the vision of like how do you empower a translation all the way across, which I know there's going to be a lot of different types of translation of literature and even the Bible in this, in the context yeah. of this, which is really cool on top of having a mobile game to have right. this backbone library is just phenomenal. Like this is unbelievable in so many languages, but I just hope people do uh, and I encourage people to connect to you guys and connect to this website and see what's going on here. Thanks so much for being on today. No, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. And anyone listening, especially if the Lord prompts, feel free to reach out. Love to hear from you. Well, up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month, plus our back catalog is available to you as well, on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, I was 
taken by the fact that I really didn't understand AI, AR, virtual reality, any of that stuff. And she was just talking about it so normal. And even in, towards the end of the interview when she explained it, it just made so much sense. And I think there's a lot of us out there who maybe just are afraid of it, like when computers or phones started to come out. And it's going to be interesting to see how, how this technology progresses. Yeah, it's interesting because I was watching kind of a, a video from a company that it's a corporate company. They just sent me their video. So I don't know if this is public or not on the, but they were just showing how augmented reality can work where this guy's standing there waiting for his Uber and he sees on the map in his, he's just wearing like uh, Google glasses or Apple glasses. And he sees where the car's coming. And even before it comes with arrows, it's coming his way. It's 20 seconds out, counts it down. It's right in front of him. He gets in, he looks at his boarding pass. Uh, it's a physical boarding pass, but on it, it shows your gates changed to this. He tells the driver, the driver's wearing the glasses and the driver's seeing in the glasses where to go with the GPS instead of on the screen in his car. So it's no longer delineating where his viewpoint would go from here to here, but it's right in front of him. And it's just like everything, it just kept going and everything they were doing, even in their family, um, the woman was cooking and she's seeing the recipe in her glasses ahead of her in real world. It just seems like such a functional God-given opportunity for technology. There's all kinds of evil uses that could be used. But it just takes technology where it's no longer our hands have it, but it's it's part of our daily lives. And there's a lot of people who are afraid of these things, but I think God is going to use so much of the technology space so profoundly for the end time harvest and for all the things that he wants to do before the enemy gets it. You know, like I think a lot of us are worried about biblical eschatology and what, what does it look like for these kinds of artificial intelligences? And we've seen too many movies about it, so we're afraid of these things. But if we can put in context for what God wants to do and how he wants to bring grace to humanity, and these are some of the greatest grace bringers there are for all ages, this is a gift. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that um, Jennifer and her husband had to go through sort of a breaking to find mm -hmm. uh, themselves in 2019, who they were as a couple, who they were as individuals, who they were as sons and daughters of God before this uh even though they've been running the company for a while, but before this break, next breakthrough is going to take place. And I think that's, it's like that in a lot of our lives. God is mm -hmm. always on the move. We, we don't exactly know where we're going next. And he's, he's moving us into a place, preparing us for the next breakthrough. Well, I know many of you who are watching and listening right now are hearing these stories and it helps you to understand and gives you courage and faith that God's going to come and break through for you. Maybe you're in the breakdown period and you need that beyond redemption of what Jennifer described in her interview it's coming for you too he's no respect for persons god has no favorites he loves you as a son he loves you as a daughter and he's going to come into your life and do some things that you're not even prepared for the goodness that's going to come in the future maybe you're in a space in business where you need that breakthrough maybe you're in a space where you need it personally but we're praying for you we're believing for you make sure to write us leave us a note at infobulls ministries sorry infobullsministries.com and also interact with this make sure to subscribe to our podcast Review us at your podcast server so that more people find out about us. If you're watching us on CBN uh, News, I want to encourage you to just join the conversation there and tell CBN how much you're loving the show. And we will see you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. 
Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.